and welcome back to a special early morning edition of the Dunkel Index podcast. I'm Ben Dunkel, and here with me is a guy who is no longer welcome on the set of College Game Day. That's my dad, Bob Dunkel. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I don't think uh, Miles Garrett is probably welcome either. I I know uh, you missed it last night, but the end of that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game was pretty wild. Quite a melee broke out. So I think it highlights the intensity of uh, where football is getting this time of year. The games definitely ratchet up in importance, and uh, I think that's going to spill over into the college as, as well. So looking forward to week 12. Uh, I think we were 5-5 five and five last week, so nothing to write home about, but we did win the big week game of the week, which was the LSU-Alabama game. We had LSU in the points on that one. And, you know, they impressed, uh, I think, everybody. There, there there weren't many doubters left, but if there were, they are now gone. I mean, the offense, uh, I think they had scored a combined, like, 40 points, close to 40 points in the previous six games against Bama. I think the last time they won was that 9-6 to six thriller uh, but no more uh, scratching for, for touchdowns or points. Uh, the LSU offense is for real, Burroughs for real, and they ended up beating Bama 46-41. And, uh, you know, much like Clemson's uh, win last year, I think a seismic shift uh, going on in college football. Uh, there, there's now uh, some rivalries for Alabama at the top. So very interesting. So looking forward to getting to, into Week 12 this week yeah so week 12 of the college football season and we've got 10 games so let's go ahead and get started with the first one it's south carolina at texas a&m the other usc four and six overall five and five against the spread number 43 in the index texas a&m six and three overall five and four against the spread and number 21 in the index Biggest line here is Texas A&M by 11 and a half. What do you see? Yeah, let's go back to the SEC here. Of course, uh, these are two teams uh, that have been overshadowed by, by LSU and Alabama. Um, poor South Carolina. They, they had a big win this year. They did beat Georgia, really uh, upset the Bulldogs' playoff plans, although Georgia does appear to be somewhat still alive. Um but they, they've struggled on offense. Uh, Ryan Halinski at quarterback has failed at top 30 points since they beat Charleston Southern way back in, in week two, 72 to 10. So hasn't been uh, a good year for Will Muschamp's team. Texas A&M, uh, kind of a so-so year. I think expectations were high for Jimbo coming in, especially with Kellen Mond returning at quarterback. Um, and they've played well. They're five and four against the spread, as you said. But, and their three losses have been quality losses. They lost to Bama, uh, Clemson, and Auburn. And they can still make a statement this year going forward. They've got Georgia and LSU uh, still on the schedule. So they can certainly shake some things up here which might cause them to look ahead a little bit and look past the stumbling Gamecocks, and that, that could hurt them in the end. Um, South Carolina is 9-4 and four against the spread following a, uh, following a loss, so they, they have rebounded well, and Texas A&M just 3-14 and 14 against the spread in their last 17 home games against a team with a losing road record, so they have been caught looking past teams in the past. So we see that here. 
We think South Carolina's still got some fight in them. Uh, Vegas line has this at 11 and a half. Dunkel index margin is only six and a half. So we like the Gamecocks plus the points down in College Station. All right. Next up, we have Stanford at Washington State. Stanford's four and five overall this year, three and six against the spread, and number 50 in the index. Washington State, four and five overall, three and six against the spread, and number 46 in the index. Vegas line has Washington State by 11 and a half. What do you think? Yeah, that's really high in, in my book. Um, Washington State has not had anything to really crow about, although uh, still put up tremendous uh, number of yards and points with, with that air raid offense. And Anthony Gordon has stepped right in and continued that. He's leading the nation in passing with over 3,700 yards and TD passes with 34. But the defense is giving up almost as many points or averaging uh, 30.1 points giving up per game. And they gave up a whopping 33 last week and a loss to Cal. I mean, Cal's offense is anemic at best, and they just shredded uh, the Cougar defense in that loss uh, for Washington State. So this one looks high. Stanford has been struggling, no doubt. Uh, Four and five, not a David Shaw typical year. Uh, their struggles have been more on the offensive end. Uh, their quarterback, KJ Costello, has missed extensive time uh, due to injury. And last week's 16 to 13 loss to Colorado, which is kind of a snapshot of the season to date. Defense played well, but they couldn't really generate any offense in that loss to the Buffs. But Cardinal do fight. Uh, they're 18 and seven against the spread in their last 25 following a loss against a Cougar team that is just two and six against the spread in their last eight overall. Uh, we like getting the points with the Cardinal here. Uh, you said it's an 11 and a half point line in Vegas. Dunkel index margin has this only a field goal by for Washington State. So we will take the points in this one plus uh, Stanford, and uh, look for them to fight hard uh, up there in Pullman this weekend. All right, so next up we are digging into that bag. We have Wyoming at Utah State. Wyoming, 6-3 and three overall, 6-3 and three against the spread, number 59 in the index. Utah State is 5-4 and four overall, 5-4 and four against the spread, and number 40 in the index. The Vegas line here is Utah State by 5.5. What do you think? Yeah, going into the Mountain West here, you know, two solid teams that kind of get overlooked. Wyoming's been really uh, strong under Craig Bowl this year, six and three. That's that's a very good season for the Cowboys. And Utah State has had its struggles, but is at five and four, and so both uh, looking like they're very much in bowl contention this year. Um, you know, Wyoming almost uh, pulled off the big upset last week, went into Boise. Uh, that was a loss for the index. Uh, we had Boise to cover in that one, and they took uh, the Broncos to overtime before losing 20-17. to 17. Uh, The Aggies got a much-needed win against Fresno State, 37-35, after losing the previous two weeks to BYU and Air Force uh, by a combined 73-21 to 21 margin. So good bounce back for the Aggies there, got them back over 500. And they have been much better at home this season. Uh, they're 3-1. They've been averaging uh, over 36 points a game. 
while only allowing uh, 21 points. So heading back to Logan uh, should benefit the Aggies here. Um, Utah State is 8-2 and two against the spread in their last 10 home games. And Wyoming is uh, only 2-5 and five against the spread in their last seven after scoring less than 20 points. So with some uh, offensive struggles on the Wyoming end, combined with Utah State's pretty impressive record at home, uh, we like uh, well, Utah State to cover that 5.5. The Dunkel Index margin has Utah State by 9. So uh, we'll take the Aggies minus the 5.5. Okay. So next up, we have two teams that really exemplify what it's like to watch college football these days. Syracuse at Duke. <laughs> um, let's see. What, what are these teams? Yeah, what, what, can you, what, can you, what can you say about this, this team right now? Yes. Well, you know, on the basketball court, these two teams are really strong. Uh, on the football field right now, not nearly as strong. Uh, Syracuse uh, headed into a bye week, thankfully, last week, saved them from yet another loss. Uh, but they, they went in having lost four straight. And the last was the ugliest of the bunch, 58-27 thumping at the hands of Boston College. Uh, did overshadow, though, a pretty strong game from their quarterback, Tommy DeVito, who seems to be getting uh, better every week. Uh, he did throw for 289 yards and three TDs, and most importantly, he didn't throw for any uh, any picks. Um, Duke, you know, you expected David Cutcliffe offense to put up a lot of uh, yards and points, but it just hasn't been happening of late. They're mired in a three-game losing streak, and their quarterback, Quentin Harris, Hasn't thrown a pass for over 40 yards during that stretch and hasn't thrown for multiple TDs uh, in a game since September. So uh, this is very un-Blue Devil-like when it comes to the offense. Given the fact that uh, Syracuse is at least uh, producing some yards and some points, Duke just 3-7 and seven in its last 10 games against the spread at home. I think the uh, ten and a half point line here for the Blue Devils looks too high. Uh, we're going to take Syracuse plus the ten and a half. The Dunkel Index margin has this one Duke only by six. So you're right in the ba- battle of uh, you know who cares ACC games. Uh, we'll take Syracuse in this one. Okay, moving right along, <laughs> we've got uh, West Virginia at Kansas State. WVU three and six overall, three five and one against the spread, and number fifty one in the index. K State six and three overall, seven and two against the spread, and number twenty three in the index. Vegas line Kansas State by fourteen. What do you think? Well, poor Coach Neil Brown uh, over in Morgantown. It's been a rough season for him. Uh, the Mountaineer season clearly slipping away. He's in the midst of a five game losing streak, which is the first for West Virginia since uh, 2012. But they probably hit rock bottom last week uh, against Texas Tech at home. Uh, they allowed the Red Raiders to throw for over 350 yards, and they turned the ball over four times in a 38-17, very ugly loss for the Mountaineers at home. Wildcats, uh, it's been a great season under Chris Kleeman. Uh, they've uh, they Almost beat Texas last week. Uh, we had Texas to cover. 
Wildcats certainly kept that uh, within the spread there, uh, and they had a chance to win it. They tied it up late, uh, but allowed Texas to drive down and kick a game-winning field goal in the closing seconds. Prevented K-State from having his first four-game winning streak since 2017. So very strong year thus far for K-State. But West Virginia's had some success in this series. In fact, they've won the last three games, including uh, a big win in Manhattan two years ago, beating K-State 28-23. So I think the uh, Mountaineers uh, hitting rock bottom against Texas Tech last week have nowhere to go but up. This one is a Vegas line of K-State by 14. Dunkel index margin has K-State only favored by 11. So it's a shaky one, but we're going to get out on the limb here, take a Mountaineers team that just seems to be taking on water, but think they're going to keep it within the spread on this one. Uh, Mountaineers plus 14. Okay. Uh, So we'll have the next half of games coming up, but let's take a halftime break. Okay, so we're back and we're looking at Wake Forest at Clemson. Wake Forest is seven and two on the year, four and four against the spread, and number thirty-one in the index. Clemson ten and zero this year, seven and three against the spread, number one in the index. Vegas line is holy crap, Clemson by thirty-four and a half. What do you think? Yeah. Two weeks ago, this looked like uh, it was going to be the battle for the Atlantic Division in the ACC, uh, but unfortunately for Wake, they stumbled along the way, losing badly last week to Virginia Tech, 36-17. to 17. Uh, So Clemson going back to the ACC championship for the fifth straight time. I, I think that was pretty much a foregone conclusion that they would be back, uh, but that took any electricity, if there was any, heading into this game uh, right out of it. Uh, it has overshadowed a little bit of a, a great season for Wake. I mean, 7-2, and two, very strong. Jamie Newman, their quarterback, has had a great year. Uh, is kind of breaking records right and left for, for the Demon Deacons and has now completed uh, over 64% of his passes for 2,297 yards and 22 TDs. So very strong year from the quarterback there. And until last week, uh, the Deacons had had uh, 10 straight games of over 400 yards. Uh, Clemson, you know, same old, same old, 55-10 last week over NC State. uh, No problem covering there. But Wake has actually played Clemson pretty tough in recent years. In fact, uh, they're 4-0 against, um, or pardon me, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games against the Tigers and their 4-0 against the spread in their last four following a loss. So the line jumped hugely here in anticipation of a big Clemson win, but we don't think it's going to be quite that lopsided. Uh, 34.5 looks to be too high here. The Dunkel Index margin has this one only by 30.5. So we will take the Demon Deacons plus the 34 and a half in this ACC tilt. Okay, sounds good. Uh, next up, we have Kansas at Oklahoma State. 
So Jayhawks are three and six overall this year, four and five against the spread, number seventy-two in the index. OK State six and three, seven and two against the spread, and number twenty-six in the index. Vegas line is Oklahoma State by seventeen. Who you got? Well, this is the return of Les Miles. Uh, no, not to LSU, but to Oklahoma State. You forget that Les Miles, before he went to LSU, was there in Stillwater from 2001 to 2004. So this is a, a reunion game for him. Uh, and, you know, he has the Jayhawks playing hard. Uh, three and six, nothing to write home about. Uh, they probably won't make it to a bowl game because they still have Iowa State and Baylor on the schedule going forward. So uh not looking like uh, a huge season but they've been in every game you know took texas to the wire a couple weeks ago so got to give miles a lot of credit he seems to have the jayhawks full of fight uh oklahoma state uh they lost tylen wallace their star receiver to a blown acl but uh remember our preview when we uh, highlighted chuba hubbard well he's been everything uh, and more it's uh kind of the Resurrection of Barry Sanders there at Oklahoma State. He's leading the nation with 1,600 yards right now. And uh, I think very much uh, in contention for uh, for Heisman mention, I should say. I, I, I think Burrow looks like he's clearly the front runner right now, but I would not be uh, surprised to see Chuba Hubbard there on the dais with him. Um, so on this one, uh, you know, Kansas, given that they are battling, Oklahoma State, uh, without Tylen Wallace, may have uh, a little bit of a challenge here. So Dunkel Index has this margin at 13.5 points uh, in favor of Oklahoma State. As you mentioned, Ben, the line is 17. Uh, so we're going to take the Jayhawks and Les Miles return to Stillwater plus the points. All right. Our next game is Michigan State at Michigan. Michigan State is four and five on the year, two and seven against the spread, and number thirty-six in the index now. Uh, Michigan is seven and two overall, five and four against the spread, and number fourteen in the index. Vegas line is Michigan by fourteen. What do you think? Yeah, this one looks to be lopsided coming in, but anybody who thinks this game won't be close should just go back and look at that game a few years ago when uh, when Michigan failed on on its punt in the last seconds and Michigan State returned it for a touchdown and pulled off the upset. Uh, one of many agonizing losses for, for Jim Harbaugh. It's been a lot of agonizing losses for the Spartans uh, so far this year. Probably the most was last week. Uh, they were up 28 to three over Illinois and just melted down the stretch, end up losing to the Illini 37 to 34. But if there was some good news for Sparty, it was the offense showed some life. Uh, Brian Lewerke threw for 250 yards and uh, career high 96 yards on the ground. And Elijah Collins, a running back, had 170 yards. So they are showing a little bit of life on that side of the ball at the right time. They're going to need it. Wolverines uh, under Josh Gaddis at offensive coordinator finally seem to be clicking in that new spread offense uh, behind Shea Patterson at quarterback. Really got going against Notre Dame a few weeks ago with their 45-14 win. Of course, they carried that over with the big thumping of Maryland, 38-7. to uh, Everybody's been thumping the turfs of late, but they joined in that effort. And they found a real goal line 
uh, stud in Zach Charbonnet. Uh, he's now got 11 TDs as a, and uh, tied the freshman record from some for some blasts from the past in Mike Hart and uh, Tyrone Wheatley. So he's in pretty good company there uh, with the freshman TD record. Going into this one, um, you know, we'd like Michigan State uh, to keep this one close. Uh, the Dunkel Index has this one only by 11. Uh, they definitely play Michigan well. Uh, we see that trend continuing here uh, with the Vegas line at 14. The index having this one only at 11. We'll take Sparty plus the points. All right. I like it. Um, next matchup is pretty interesting one, uh, UF at Missouri. So the Gators are eight and two overall this year, uh, six and four against the spread number eight in the index. Missouri's five and four overall four and five against the spread and are number 22 in the index. Vegas line has the Gators by seven on the road. What do you think? Yeah, this has trap game written all over it. I mean, it, Mizzou has just been slipping they had a nice five game winning streak there in the middle of the season but then kelly bryant hurt his hamstring and that has really hamstrung uh the tigers so to speak uh he sat out last week against georgia and the result not surprisingly the bulldogs took full advantage 27 to nothing over mizzou and held uh the tigers to just 198 yards of total offense but Bryant comes back this week, uh, and Mizzou heads back to Columbia, where they have been much stronger. They've won seven straight at home, and they've been averaging 40.4 points uh, a game in Columbia. So Florida, no doubt, playing very well. Scheduling helped them last week, uh, coming off of the bad loss to Georgia in the cocktail party. They got well and got well in a hurry against Vanderbilt, 56 to nothing. And Kyle Trask continues to look really good in relief of uh, Felipe Franks at quarterback. He's now thrown for over 2,000 yards and 19 TDs, 10 of which have gone to different receivers. So really distributing the ball around. But Mizzou playing well at home and with the hopeful return of Bryant. Uh, again, this does look like a trap game. Dunkel Index has this one Florida by only four. Uh, so with the Vegas line at seven, uh, we like the Tigers plus the points. All right. Sounds good. And our last game this week is Indiana at Penn State. Indiana is seven and two this year, six and three against the spread, and they're number 41 in the index. Penn State eight and one overall, five and four against the spread, and number five in the index. Vegas line is Penn State by fourteen and a half. What do you think? Yeah, well, as we opened uh, we, uh, at the beginning, we talked about you know losses and big losses and how how things can change from week to week. And last week, Penn State was in that category, uh, upset at Minnesota. I don't know how much of an upset. Obviously, the Gophers are undefeated, but. Penn State was a favorite. Dunkel Index had them to, to cover in that one. But the Gophers showed they are for real and ended up knocking off the Nittany Lions. So really put a serious kink in uh, James Franklin's plans to get to the playoff this year. But they do still have an opportunity to excel. They've got Ohio State coming up next week. They can ill afford to look past this Hoosiers team. Great year for IU, seven and two. 
uh, looking stronger every week. They're coming off a 31 to three win over Northwestern, but uh, it came at a price. They lost their quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, for the season to an injury. So they've got to go with a substitute this week, Peyton Ramsey, junior QB who uh, started last year and actually uh, played against Penn State uh, in their 33 to 26 loss. Uh, he did throw for over 230 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Sean Clifford's going to have to look much better this week. Uh, he picked a bad time to have his worst game of the season last week against Minnesota. He threw three INTs, uh, which doubled the number he had thrown um, on the season. He had only thrown three coming in. So bad loss for, for the Lions uh, at Minnesota, hot team in Indiana, but we think Penn State still has plenty to play for. Uh, and IU probably playing a little over its head right now. Uh, Penn State's 21-1 and in this series, so they've definitely dominated the Hoosiers in the past. Vegas line has this one, Penn State, by 14.5. The Dunkel Index margin is 18. So we'll look for Penn State to keep its playoff hopes alive heading into Ohio State next week. They beat the Hoosiers and cover the 14.5. Okay, so that'll do it for week 12 of the college football schedule this week. Um, We've also got the NFL podcast up as well as the picks on the website and uh, NBA college basketball also going now, NHL, CFL. Uh, Anything else you'd like to mention? No, start off with a good win last night. We talked about the Browns, uh, Steelers. Uh, That was on our Drive for five. Uh, we picked up a good win on that. So definitely uh, check out our podcast there. And uh, just appreciate everybody listening and visiting the dunkleindex.com website and follow us on Twitter. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of good stuff. College basketball's been, been very hot early. So uh, check out our college basketball picks for the weekend. Absolutely. All right. We will talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you soon. See you. Bye.